episode 334 of Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, William Carver, expert Hegwood. Today, I'm joined by Marcel. Cats make the best dogs. Manzano. Meow. Wolf. Wolf. Meow. <laughs> Ryan. Spooky time. Stanisuski. That time of year to be spooked and get spooked. And James. CIS is a real faction. I promise. James Ritter. Uh, doing, doing my best uh, to not fly fire sprays uh, in uh, this silly faction, uh, but it's difficult, but it's uh, it's rewarding. There you go. Uh, before we get to our headlines, we're talking about XTC updates and uh, getting some uh, listening questions out of the mailbag, I got to talk about uh, how... These podcast episodes are brought to you in there by our GSP Patreons. Becoming a patron makes you a part of our largest group of supporters of what GSP does. They have access to patron-only channels in our Discord and a bunch of other cool roles there as well. Uh, it also helps us get to in-person events like the Las Vegas Open. I think it's our next biggest one. I uh, mean, James are heading out to in Las Vegas uh, in January, I believe. So you can check Nobody's that out. Nobody's doing PAX? Uh, PAX didn't work out, I don't think. That okay. was like not an option, unfortunately. Uh, we looked into it, but not available. Uh, but if you want to make sure we get out to that Las Vegas Open, check out patreon.com slash gold squadron um, to become a patron today. So let's uh, jump into uh, the latest of the team tournaments going on right now. Uh, the XCC, the International Team Championship, 27 nations battling it out uh, for the ability to get into the top 10, uh, which will be a two-day cut right now. It's a league style. We're going week by week, uh, fighting everybody in our group most groups have five. A couple have six teams in them, and you will. Uh, teams are playing each team in their group, so like a pod system into an eventual uh, cut. Uh, the the cuts have always been round robin as well, though, right? We always play nine rounds over two days. Not always. No, we just did the. I uh, uh, just. Just this second, Kenny published the pairings, and I don't like it. <laughs> or Team USA, that's why I was making okay. a face. Okay, all right. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's um, nine rounds, or nine, yeah, nine, nine games over the finals, the finals weekend. Right. So you played the other, the other teams that made it, the other of the ten who made yeah, they're... it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, the Groups, they're of five, uh, A, B, C, D, and E, USA, and the USA Islands are both in Group D. Uh, so why don't we start, um, as most of our discussion... And we have six. There's two groups with six. So it's uh, D and E. Three groups with five, and two groups with six teams. Uh, yeah, so, uh, most familiar with our group. We're going to learn what the other, what's up in the other groups, so, 
Um, but right now, in Group D, uh, we have uh, Team USA, uh, the mainland, out here uh, at 2-0. Uh, 7 of 3 games in our win and loss. Uh, Spain, Mexico, U.S. Islands, Poland, uh, all at 1-1, one and, one, and Serbia uh, at 0-2. Oh so still pretty tight. Uh, we were able to beat out Serbia week one last week uh, in a uh, very close match against the U.S. Islands. We were able to go 3-2, get that win um, as well. Uh, who did uh, Poland beat Spain, but who did who did Poland lose to last week? Mexico. They lost 4-1 oh, to Mexico. 4-1 to Mexico. Wow. Yeah. An upset. Well, maybe... Maybe Mexico not as uh, weak as everyone may You better be. not say Mexico's weak because that's what we're playing this week. So. Hey, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to you wanna let you don't want to light a fire. I light a fire. You don't want to light a fire. Hey, you know. I've I've said it many times of like you don't get softballs in or uh, like slow pitches in XTC. Every every team is a good team, turns out. Uh so yeah. Little things about pairings, because uh, we do set our own pairings. We don't set the scenario for each round, but uh, we do uh, find the matchups there. So at least everyone else has a loss. So gives us a little bit of breathing room there. Uh, though Spain and Poland uh, may be the favorites. Uh, still no, are. come on. Still a lot. Well, somebody was like. Spain and Poland are the, have always made cut. I was like, well, you know what team in Group D has also always made cut? <laughs> it's USA. So, but yeah, uh, that's super exciting. You say the parents just went up. Oof, I can't mm -hmm. look at them. I can't look at them. I'll have too many opinions about that right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. But <laughs> let's go check on um, James. You got Group A pulled up. What can you tell me about Group A? Uh, yeah, let's take a look. We have Germany, uh, New Zealand, Switzerland, the Netherlands, and the Philippines. And uh, looking pretty similar. Uh, oh, cause it's group, group, uh, group D has six teams. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, so group. Yeah, there's so a bye week the first, for everybody else. So A, B, and C, everyone, the one team has a bye week every gotcha. week. All right, so it looks like uh, Germany is leading the pack with 2-0 and oh, with eight wins so far. Mm -hmm. So just a commanding 4-1-4-1 uh, four, one, four, one, or a 5-0-3-2. Uh, oh, uh, wow, great start for Germany. Going to give a lot of breathing room. What's the tiebreaker after wins? The wins uh, and losses. So it's it, team it, wins, it, then individual wins. That's it does why go that, down to individual? Okay. Yeah, that's 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 the tiebreaker it's showing right there is that 8-2. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that is a a big uh, big win for Germany having so many individual wins yeah. under their belt already. It looks like uh, Germany had gone 4-1 against the Philippines and 4-1 against New Zealand. Yeah, that yeah. shows. Everyone else in the group is just ha looks like they've been being bullied by Germany. Uh, New Zealand uh, does have a win at uh, one and 
one right now with four and four individual wins. Same thing for Switzerland, one and one with four individual wins. Uh, the Netherlands and Philippines with no team wins, uh, but Netherlands has two wins and Philippines has one. So, uh, like, at what point are player like teams like quote unquote out of the cut? They're not really out of the cut until I mean, think about it. It's five, uh, uh four games. So I would say if you lose two, you're probably out at two. Yeah. So no. in this case, no, no one is even out yet, right? Yeah. yeah but um... two from each. So two from each group are gonna advance. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. I would say you need to so win. That's why that, that tiebreaker is so important. Like individual yeah. wins are just yeah. just as strong as getting the the team wins. Yeah, because it's quite possible everybody goes two and two and just like the entire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One person goes X and one and then everybody else is X and two. And it's it's yeah. <laughs> who who got yeah. those bigger wins. Yeah. So nah, Philippines and Netherlands not out of the fight yet, but they do have a big uphill battle to climb. Yes, indeed. Let's see who they're uh, who the Philippines playing this week. Playing Switzerland this week. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Um, because that's going to... Oh, no. It's the Netherlands. was the other person. Mm-hmm. Either way. People are getting They're two losses. Germany. Uh, when that happens. Yeah. Netherlands is playing Germany. So, uh, we'll see. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, let's keep moving on over to Group B. Ryan. Give me the rundown on Group B. So Group B, <clears throat> we have uh, Colombia on top right now with the two wins. And I don't know if maybe we have some games. Does this make sense to have a team with, let's see, we got two wins, Ireland with one, Halas with one, Wales with zero, and Scotland with zero. Wales and Scotland have not finished their games out, it looks like. No, they have because one. they 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 both had a bye, so the, every team has a bye once a week. So Scotland and Wales already had their bye in the first. So they each have already had their bye. Got it. Right. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, I no one's obviously ran away with this yet. Colombia only has on the tiebreaker six of four or six 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 wins, four losses in direct. Yeah. Action. So they basically went three two three two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm three, I'm, two, I'm actually three, two, shocked two, here though. Yeah. I don't think anybody expected Colombia to start off <laughs> no no I, I like that is like if i was looking at this i'd been like all right this is between like ireland and scotland like straight up to me but uh hey or I mean, wales yeah. yeah yeah wales too uh, this yeah, is I, like the the uk region without actually england without actually having england yeah <laughs> I, I, ireland and scotland played last week and they had uh, it was a five zero to Ireland. Yeah, I, so yeah, Ireland's, that's big. Uh, I, I just saw Scotland and does not did not have a single win, and they've already had their bye. Yeah, playing on the back foot. A loss is completely even. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, at five and five, so they've done a three two and a two three. It's Hellas. It's basically Greece. Gotcha. I thought the flag was Greece. 
Yeah, I, I think that one's still very much up in the air. Scotland would have a decent hill to climb, though, being at, you know, even if they, like, they would have to 5-0 their next opponent to kind of, like, equal themselves no, out. If, if they win three and they end up 3-1, yeah. they can make yeah. it without, without tiebreakers. Yeah, breakers, true. But, true. Yeah. That's all you do, win three more. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, yeah, it looks like based on the, the record score there, yeah, so Ireland... Was the one who beat them 5 0 because they have yeah. seven wins and three losses. So, yeah, Ireland's and, only and, loss and, was a was a 2 3. Yeah, so they had a 5 0 and a 2 3, which in uh, is, is actually a, a great record for them because all they need to do is like win one more game and they're essentially a high spot for cut. Yeah, so it as Colum we see Columbia at the top right now, but Ireland can easily hop over them if they can e equal out their their win totals between the two of them, then Ireland has a much better tiebreaker. For yeah, now, if, we'll see if as Columbia, if Columbia loses a game uh, or loses a round, then uh, Ireland could definitely uh, skip over and take first there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we uh, need to. Let me. Oh, sorry, I can't copy and paste these. Let me click your link on here. Because uh, there's one thing I did want to note here, because this actually gives us a great overview of um, the teams and their factions. Uh, I just wanted to point out uh, some outliers uh, that we were, we were noticing before. And there's very few of them, but uh, back in Group A, uh, as a note, Netherlands is one of the very few teams one, not, one out of two scum uh yeah not only are they flying scum they're not flying resistance if you can believe it yeah um, i think there's only two teams not flying resistance yeah uh and two and teams I, take a scum and they're both <laughs> yeah the for like it, it's just interesting uh as a note uh, to point out, like what factions um, the these teams uh, ended up choosing, because uh, normally we we're just gonna write up like separatist and scum. But it's not always true. But we kind of like they're they're low hanging fruit, so we kind of beat up on them. Uh, but that's not necessarily the case, uh, as we do see Halas get uh, a separatist in there, and they're not flying grand republic instead uh it seems most teams are dead set on first order empire and rebels but and the, resistance uh and resistance most most people are yeah. pretty so sold have, on those yeah so they have one flex <laughs> <laughs> yeah more or less uh yeah every team has taken empire and all but one are taken first order Empire. And... Out of all the factions that would have unified uh, these teams, they chose it's Empire. Just, it's just fun, fun to play, right? No, I've, I've been playing too much Empire, and it is awful. Uh, not it's a good, it's a great faction. Faction you could win with, but uh, it feels not as deep uh, as the other ones. So maybe, maybe it's just me. I guess, I mean, we are seeing like decimators and countdown now, so. Really going full circle on Empire. But let's keep moving over to Group C. Marcel, give us a rundown on Group C. 
Uh, <clears throat> that is a team with uh, Calmer Union. Um, who is Calmer Union? I think Calmer Union is two different teams in the northeast part of Europe, I believe. I, I want to um, say, it, I thought it was Norway and Sweden, but now maybe I'm... Is it? It could be. Let's uh, look at the players. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. Nicholas got Scan- it on there. And Carlson. Scandinavia yeah. and Sweden. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm just looking at the players' their name. So we've got Andy. them. Huh? Let's just call it them. So we've got them. And then Come we've on. got uh, <laughs> Brazil, England, Australia. The uh, Australia who let everyone down last year. Mm. And Hungary. <laughs> And Kalmar Union is up. Now, they're not really up. Are they really up 2-1 uh, already? It's, it's because they they played a game this week already. Okay, so what's they're, their actual... They are 1-1. One one. They yeah, lost to go. Hungary, and they beat Brazil. Okay, so Kalmar is 1-1. One one. Brazil is 1-1, one one, I assume, as well. Mm-hmm. And Brazil's had three ties in matchups already. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. You can see right there. Uh, England is 1-1. One one. Uh, Brazil uh, is 0-2, as a note. Oh, Brazil is 0-2? Uh, yeah. yeah, they're winning this week because they have a win over Hungary already. Got it. Yeah, okay, so that's, that's, yeah, they, they might be winning lost, their first. They lost to Kalmar, and then they lost to England. So does that mean that Hungary is 1-0? Hungary probably has a. Uh, it, it, it's confusing because you're seeing this week's. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that, so Hungary, Hungary must have won their first won game, and they're Hungary's losing won. the first game of this round. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hungary is exactly. currently one and zero, and they've lost the first game of the round. Okay, and Australia is one and zero or zero and one. Australia is they had a bye week one, and then round two oh, see, they won round three. Okay, they, so they're they went three, one two and, against oh. and they, yeah, the loss of the first game of round three. Got it. Okay, yeah, this look is at, confusing. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. Oh, you guys stop playing your, your games already. It's <laughs> <laughs> didn't well, we just it's, announce? It's like Tuesday in Australia, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, so basically, I mean, England is one and one. Everybody's got either one win. And Brazil is the only one with two losses, so mm-hmm. uh, yes. that's basically the the nuts and bolts. Yeah, of Brazil, it. Brazil with three ties already. You're right; that is wild. Yeah, yeah only uh, only getting one official win in both of their previous weeks is rough. Well, uh, they got their. One week. I mean, they're one win for this week already. They should. They should be good. All right. All right. You know what? Yeah. Well, hard hard to say, but uh, if anything, us Australia is coming out of the gates hot uh, with that win over England. Yeah. If we would assume England and Kelmar would be the uh, the the predicted two. So the favorites. They're the favorites, um, yes, but not the necessarily. Rank. Are the seeded? There you go. Yes, that's a good way to put it. They are the seeded teams coming into uh, the group. Uh, not necessarily, yeah. definitely not necessarily the best though. 
Those are so to fight it out, but wow. Uh, so yeah, Group D, or Group C, rather, very close. Um, let's see, well, we talked about Group D already, so that just leaves Group E. Uh, let's see here, so Group E is France, Pirates, uh, the wonderful nation of pirates, uh, <laughs> Canada, Czech Republic, South Africa, and Norway. Uh, and right now, France and the Pirates are 2 and 0. Oh, France beat out. France beat out the Czech Republic and South Africa. Um, facing off against Norway this week. Uh, so it'll be a while before we see the Pirates face off against France. Uh, I have to wait until next week, it looks like. Uh, Pirates beats out Canada. Oh, no. The returning champions. Uh, and then they also beat out South Africa uh, to get the two wins each. Uh, so uh, South Africa and Norway off to a rough start out at 0-2. But, I mean, was, we were talking about the threshold, so like, still possible at two losses uh, as long as everybody else starts taking losses quick no because in this is one of the 16 so they're they're playing five rounds uh three and two yeah three and two they might still be able to make it with three and two yeah three and two so it's gonna be rough but that's probably where we're gonna see the second place tiebreaker at is like three and two at three and two um, yeah at this level of competition i feel like if you could beat all but one team you're doing great like that x and one is the goal right I think that's literally mm -hmm. what I told our team. It's like, as long as we beat, you know, two out of the three remaining rounds, we should be able to get in. But, yeah. Uh, uh, hot off out of the gates, anyways, France and the Pirates. So, they still had to face each other. Uh, and uh, they had to face um, uh, the Canada as well. Oh, uh, should. Oh, Canada got beat by Czech Republic then? I was wondering who their loss was. No, they got beat by the Pirates. Oh, okay. I thought. So France was to face Canada. I thought you said yes. both Pirates and oh, France no. seemed to face no, Canada. No, no. no Pirates. I was going to say, uh, Canada's the defending champs. So. You'd think so. I, I think it might actually help them a bit that it's a six team, maybe? Being one and one now, it's, you got a little more room to come back, but also a little more room to not. Yeah, we do have to play that fifth game, um, which will be tough. But, I mean, at least, you know, uh, if you just get the wins. If you just get four wins, it doesn't matter what your individual tiebreakers are. So, uh, still pretty exciting stuff. Let's check back in uh, in a couple weeks to see uh, who is clinching these um the group stages if anybody is able to guarantee their spot into the top cup you paused a long time after the word these i genuinely thought you were gonna say let's we'll come back to see who's clinching these and i thought you were gonna say cheeks i don't know why no like who's about to get eliminated <laughs> no. yeah, well, we'll have to my uh yeah. 
be worried. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, I would like to talk a lot of uh, smack about how all the hard work USA has done to pay off, but or has done, pays off. But we we reserve our um, excitement, we'll say, until uh, and um, yeah. till the yeah. the top cut. The the combine did well. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, Diablo, you uh, actually are asking a perfect question. Uh, so we did want to mention that before we go into our mailbag, uh, take some of our questions off of our Discord. If you're not joined in on the Discord, it's the best place to talk about X-Wing and Gold Squadron uh, podcast. So definitely check it out. This is where... All of our questions from today are coming from, uh, but Diablo uh, asks about on the non-YouTube podcast and uh, the uh, it combines in with the other thing that we wanted to uh, be transparent about, as Dion always says, right? Uh, we're not trying to hide anything around here. We just want want to let you know uh, when we can, but. Right now, there's a few people asking for updates regarding the prizes uh, for uh, yet to be received, like prior GSB events, uh, like the Sector Series. Uh, I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, we do see your questions and are aware of the concerns. Um, as Dion has stepped back into the producer role, uh, not uh, here with us weekly out on the cast. Uh, we cannot directly answer those questions, but we will have updates on that uh, in the future. So stay tuned for either uh, if you're a Patreon, the Patreon channel, or obviously the Discord is the best place to get updates on that. Uh, and that the podcasts, they kind of fall into the same realm. Dion's got to wait for me. I got to wait for Dion, that kind of stuff. Uh, so there's a delay in the podcast going up to Apple and Spotify, Podbean, I think it's the other one. There's a couple I'm not familiar with, but uh, but yes, just because I'm doing the this part on Monday, and then Dion catches up with that uh, later. There's a small delay, so hopefully, as we continue to work through this new system and process. We can get it narrowed down, get it out uh, more consistent and faster for you guys. But just wanted to uh, get that out there to let everybody know that it's not a um, it's not something that uh, we're trying to ignore. We're actively trying to resolve it. So uh, just uh, like I said, uh, updates will follow uh, when we when we can. Enough of that. Let's dive into some listener questions. Uh, Ryan, uh, which one should we start off with? I think I'm going to start off with the one that seems to be asked, I think, the most um, in sometimes slightly different ways. But at least Elliot Waits, Dale Cromwell, and Innkeeper16 all asked, do we think there's going to be a points update before? 
the 2024 Worlds, aka the next Worlds in in Chicago at Adepticon. Um, that's the simple starting point. There's a couple other questions we'll get to along our conversation. Um, do I think AMG will do it? That's tough to say. I think it. I think personally, it'd be really interesting to not have a points update for an entire calendar year up till the next Worlds, um, unless there, unless AMG believed there was a game-breaking issue that they needed to fix and target that fix specifically, versus a what people believe would be sort of a small patch on the way to worlds right it's not a full update like we got uh the last update which was after the previous worlds that was a pretty big change across the board uh the one that would probably happen sort of quote mid-season might be more on the level of a this is a patch with tweaks and things that need adjustments to kind of draw back some of the stuff that's a little ahead of the curve but I don't know if anything is so drastically ahead of the curve. There's some stuff behind the curve, maybe a little bit. But uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think it's going to happen? When when was the last points update? June? It was only a month or two. It, it was, was before. It was around Memorial Day weekend or the week before that. So okay. it was uh, about the third week of May. Okay. Okay. Um, it was intended to be used legally beginning of June, though. Okay. Yeah, the date of that, to me, makes it feel like they want those points throughout the whole season. Uh, so they, we, as you mentioned, would have gotten a like mid-season patch or whatever you want, uh, update on it. Um, but that, that time has pretty much come and gone, as we're already in November now. So if, they're, if they don't do it by the end of the year, I would imagine we won't see one until after Worlds. Yeah, yeah I, I, I do think feel like the, the, the clock December is ticking. You want to give at least a few months to let people settle into the new points. Uh, I personally would like to see new points um, just just from a fun standpoint. I think it shakes stuff up, makes stuff a little fun. Even It doesn't have to be like a whole drastic change, but just a little, you know, just a little fun. Um, make some things that aren't as good a little bit better. Um, not necessarily even having to nerf some stuff, but there, I mean, there's a couple things like saturation solvers kind of, eh. Um, there, there's a couple things out there that could probably, I think Ruthless is one that I would like to see two points because Ruthless is, um, is, is as a one point, you know, there's a couple things, a couple tweaks that doesn't, don't break it, don't break anything, don't really, but it just adds a little spice. Yeah. Like comparing Ruthless to Marksmanship is like not even funny. Uh, I think you would take Marks or you would take Ruthless in almost every instance if unless you're running like a three ship build or something so this is actually kind of funny because i i feel like ruthless is not showing up that much but has a little bit like i've done some testing in empire and i definitely like ruthless too i agree but it's interesting it's not to showing hear... up because people are 
aren't using it, but not because it's worth more. It's not worth more than one. Sure. Point. Yeah. No. There's people have an adverse effect to like. Oh, I hate doing damage to myself just to damage to my opponent. Like that is a mindset some people have, which was the reason why that upgrade won't be taking as won't be taken as much as like a marksmanship. But um, I sure like guidance chips for people who remember that card. <laughs> Um, actually, uh, James, so Eek Pair follows up. Do we, do you think we even need new points? Um, I, I think that, I, I guess I'll clarify. Do we need new points? Like if, if we were to have the current season all the way up into worlds, would it be okay? Yes. Uh, however, do we need new points to keep things fresh? I think it would be a most welcomed update. I think for a lot of people, especially some that have been getting a little bit bored or uh, frustrated with the current meta of, you know, arcs, Han, and, you know, bombers. But uh, I don't think we need one. Uh, I, I definitely think a lot of people want one, though. Uh, Will, do you think we need it? Um, no, I think we're still seeing innovation. Uh, we're definitely not seeing like, um, as much as we complain about Han and, uh, uh, just terrorizing things, but, and the set, the set salvo bombers, they really have ended up being more of gatekeepers than, uh, tournament winners. Uh, it's always, it seems like it's always an unusual list that someone doesn't have an answer or doesn't have practice against that kind of finds its way to the top um, whether it's five ship rebels all of a sudden uh, five ship rebels without Han um, like uh, pseudo Heritanis but not always uh, I think I guess Heritani needs Jim so it might not be a apt comparison sure. but uh, and then things like Paul Hebers um, Padme Anakin three arcs um, kind of set the standard, but only for a little while. Then it kind of, you know, people started innovating on that. So the, if the meta is still fluid, that as I think it is, I don't think it's necessary right now. There's nothing that, to me, screams, you know, busted or whatever. So, Marcel, you already kind of alluded to, like, because uh, Sayorfrey also posted, if you can make points tweaks, not large ones for more worlds, so would you make? So you you mentioned like ruthless and saturation salvo. Are you are you more of the mindset that if you if changes did occur, you're targeting upgrades more so than pilots? It sounds like. No, or I think are there's there some uh, pilots you had in mind too. I think there's um, you know, some pilots that are. Potentially, you know, there's there's room for making them better. So, um, the B wings, I think you got Gina, that that's good. But outside of Gina, you know, uh, B wings have traditionally been pretty decent. Uh, they're not seeing a lot of play U wings. I think there's an opportunity to make the U wings a little bit more uh, playable. And again, playable doesn't mean make them cheaper. It, it could mean increase their loadout. Um, so you can keep them at the same cost, increase their loadout. Uh, you know, there's X-Wings and T-70s and a lot of stuff I think is, is in a good spot, but there are 
a few, and then um, Scum in general. I, I think Scum can possibly benefit from a little bit more variety. I think... But I also think that Scum is largely unexplored. I think there's probably some things out there, like they spawn arm. They spawn arm is really good. Um, and, and nobody's using them. And the people that are flying Scum, they're just like, you know, jumping straight to the fender house. Um, mm -hmm. So, I, I, I mean, yeah, there's, there's little tweaks that you can do pilots, but it wouldn't be... I, I wouldn't... I can't think of anything that I would want to see change if we're doing minor changes where you're changing the cost of the ship. I think changing the the loadouts probably makes more sense. Gotcha. So in a way, it is more focused on the upgrades, but even if it's not directly upgrade cards, it's the ability to take amount of upgrades or certain upgrades because of loadout value. Mm -hmm. you, you feel pretty comfortable in general with the point cost of most ships right now. Yeah, I mean, the number of ships that you can fit is, is seems like it's a, it's a good number of ships. It's just, you know, for example, if you make the, I, I said the U-Wings, if you make the U-Wings or the B-Wings have better loadout, you would probably start seeing those in place of maybe the Bodokai or, um, you know, different things. I don't think you're ever going to see it in place of, like, a Luke, but you'll see it in place of, or even taking, you know, something like Wedge, and Sabine, the five points there, and applying that five points to, you know, to something that's a little bit more beefy and and a support that punches, so just adds more variety. Yeah, I would have to agree that I I can't think of a like specific pilot that like is like egregiously expensive. Um, but I, I think about the only thing I would uh, small tweak is I'd raise the cost of Bistan by four points. So you can still have the perceptive Bistan combo, but you don't get anything else with it. You lose engine and chopper or you trick lose trick shot. Depending yeah, so, on what you so no frills, but oh. you still get to do the combo. I'll give you another example, because, uh, you know, in first order, you take all of those four-point um, die shuttles, mm -hmm. and they're all somewhere between 10 to 15 loadout points. If you take them and you give them 22 loadout points, now, you know, there's reason to, you know, there's enough loadout value in there, too, you could, because you can throw some really good crew or... or you know some good support stuff yeah i guess i don't know what all fits on that but i don't even know if there's that much more valuable crew that exists that you couldn't already put on their chassis everything well, else is like you could like... get more stuff but like it's it's agent Terex is probably the number one phasma's helpful for the ship itself and potentially some of the ships around it that yeah happen. but you can start getting into like sensor buoys and and just you know additional kinds of of, of things that that provide additional support but you're right they, i mean i'm just i'm looking through their through what they have i mean they have captain phasma yeah there's, there's not like Kylo, a, a, yeah. a, a snow a remade snow crew yet because that one has dial peaking it's um yeah commander pyre got banned 
that would have been a, that that was a strong effect. I actually I don't know. I I I'm curious if they brought Commander Pyre back out of the ban list because now with the because Commander Pyre was allowed to be used before. Um, I guess to help clarify for people who haven't seen Commander Pyre in a while because he was banned in the last uh, update. Actually, the last one. Uh, after the first iteration of scenario where you could score first turn, mm -hmm. uh, Commander Pyre was uh, set up after placing forces, choose an enemy ship, it gains two stress tokens. While you defend if the attacker stress to me, you roll one defense dice. So now that the game is at least one turn slower on the need of engagement, I mean, uh, there's a lot of engagement that happens turn two normally, so it could still be a strong effect. But I wonder if it could be allowed to come back. Mm, I don't know. In a faction that has decloaking whispers, I don't. I don't really want yeah, that. Yeah, well, there's that. Yeah, de but decloaking I'm, silencers too, sir. Yeah, decloaking silencers. Uh, I just remember Pyre uh, when I played it. I had a decloaking silencer that I would just fly straight at that stress ship and just keep it locked down for the whole game. Basically, you don't get any actions. So, I don't know. It, it's it's very viable. It's hard to judge the value of that uh, pirate crew, let me tell you. It would have to come in at pretty, pretty expensive. Probably would need to be, yeah. I don't know, uh, James, you got a question in mind next? Uh, let me take a look. Um, uh, ooh, that's a good one from Blue Jello or Kevin L. Uh, what are your guilty pleasure pilots that you enjoy flying, even if they're not top tier in the current meta? Uh, man, I I don't think there's much more that I enjoy than Luminara. Um, just, uh, especially when com combined with Padme, uh, seeing someone roll two focuses and a hit out of hand and me change one of those focuses or one of those hits to a focus and then say, uh, you can change one of these. The other two are mine. Uh, <laughs> even if it's not great, especially without that, that Padme arc, I think, uh, just that four point. Uh, Luminara CLT is a great uh, fun piece because you can instantly transition into uh, attack as soon as you line up a bullseye. What about you guys? You guys have a, a guilty pleasure pilot that's not probably not great, I, but is really fun to fly? I I, I would have said Hollow as uh, my guilty pleasure, but maybe not out of uh, maybe not a obscure ship as we still see uh, some first order pilots taking it. Uh, so if I had to go outside of the meta, uh, it's it's Jack Porkins, especially uh, the boy Jack Porkins, where you can with the, with the uh, sublight, yeah, the sublight <laughs> explosion sublight. or whatever. <laughs> just just uh, the fun yeah. of like. Talon rolling through a rock with like a loose stabilizer to just blow up right in front of all of the, my opponent's ships. 
very funny. Uh, I'm going to say Baby Anakin and the Naboo Starfighter. Uh, we were talking about not changing points. I think he needs to be four points. If Padme is four oh, points, yeah. he needs to be four points. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I had a close second with Pat with Annie in the in one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think him being a four points with exactly twenty loadout, or sorry, twelve loadout, where he can take proton turbos but nothing else. I think that'd be fine. Yeah, because you've got no even the way he's at now with he can take proton torpedoes passive and lone wolf or something like that. Um. Or or some astromech, like the astromech maybe that gives them the evades, you know, convert evades to hits. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that one too. Um, something like that, but yeah, just um, no, it's not R four P. It's R two C four. R yeah C four yeah. But um, yeah, he needs to be four points. That's, but that's probably the ship that I wish I could play more often and uh, don't because he's one point too too much. Yeah, I, I keep wanting to reach for him whenever I want to experiment, but every time I put it on the table and it's five points, I'm just like, oh, that is miserable for, for, for list building. She's yeah, like one, for, yeah. one plasma torpedo. Yeah, that is miserable for list building and being able to still fit like a, a rest of a list around it. So, I mean... Technically, within the faction it's in, it probably would be considered a meta pilot, but the faction's so bad that it never sees play anyway. Um, I really enjoy uh, Siege Coruscant uh, DIST-81, the four-point tri-fighter that gets to reroll everything without maneuvering after purpose. Uh, that thing is so yeah. fun to play and uh, forces some difficult decisions by your opponent. It's probably one of the best, like, one-on-one -on -one ships one of the best one-on-one -on -one ships in the game pound for pound with its value of four points like, your opponent has to commit easily more than four points to go get it and uh you can draw a whole lot of aggro and if it doesn't um it gets out maneuver after burners um and just you know being able to say all right i see these three green dice okay i'm gonna i'm gonna have i'm gonna be able to roll these six I'm going to be able to roll a total of six green dice, actually, to find the most amount of evades possible. Sure, I'll end up however much strained I am, but guess what? I'm still alive, and I've taken the least amount of damage I could possibly muster with an evade, and basically rolling six green dice, I picked the three best one. Yeah, I, know, I do... See, I, I, oh, go ahead. I was like, I do really love, love playing that guy with the... Because uh, he's just... he If he's only rolling one type of dice pull per like one of each per turn like he is a monster out there oh yeah if he get, only has to reroll one green and like one red each turn like he's yeah blue move and clear him no problem easy See, i was gonna do a blue move anyway yeah. uh <laughs> but even when even when he needs to dig deep for those greens or those reds when on like critical moment it it's like okay cool now i'm just uh the best rose impression out there right or, or, or i don't even know like like boba fett almost where it's just like he rerolls all of his dice all the time mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't even matter if you're already strained or stressed so yeah when you're down to like when you've taken two or three strain and you have to do a blue move and you're still stuck with one or two or whatever like doesn't mean you can't keep doing that you just have one less dice in your pool to figure it out that's normally like if you get you get multiple deplete you could probably stay in the fight a little bit if you get multiple strain you should probably leave and come back later real quick 
Yeah, but minimize it, the amount of shots you take. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the default action for that ship is evade, unless you know 100% you're not being shot. Uh, but even then, like taking a single calculate isn't going to help you a ton for defense. It's it'd be a pure offensive choice because there's more blanks on a green die than there are eyeballs, and you can convert eyeball or a blank with an evade token. So if you think you're gonna be shot at all, just take the evade. And because you have the ability to reroll offensively, you basically have an evade target lock. Uh, yeah, I I, th I think it's a super cool pilot. Bill, Marcel, what questions do you guys want to take next? Unless do do we miss someone's uh, guilty pleasure, or do we have everyone's taken care no, of? No, I think the... well. I think we did. Well, did you give a guilty pleasure? Yeah, Borgans. I think it's a hollow, right? Okay. Borgen's in hollow. I don't, is hollow metal? Borgans. I don't know. I was the only hollow. Uh, hollow is meta. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's hollow and Vonreg are the same cost right now. A lot of people just default to Vonreg. I don't know if that's right, but that's what they do. I did. All right. I don't know if that's so... right. All right. So let's go with Carrie. Uh, Carrie. Carrie Favela here, local. If Worlds was this weekend, what would you fly? Um, that's uh. So I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer this two ways. If Worlds was this weekend, what would I fly? I would probably fly um. Uh, Delta Seven B Anakin, Rick Olay, Arc, uh, Click, and Slider, just because that's what I have the most success with and the most practice with if worlds was in a month and i had a month to to basically put time to a different list i would probably fly a version of um five t70s so again it would probably be three the the one that i'm leaning towards right now is uh nian num loetsi um Temin wexley uh what is that called the the Corvus. plasma Y wing. Oh, uh, no, the plasma Y wing. Zori and Corliss. Yeah, that one. So basically, two wartime Y wings and three T seventies is probably what I would try to put some rounds to get. Man, leaving uh, Jess Pava at home—that's rough. Yeah, I flew Jess Pava last time, and actually, I got to the final with her, but um, against against the arcs and against a lot of other stuff that i5 plasma torpedo just would do a lot better but hey, you, you otherwise could have both. Yeah, yeah. you could but um no wait i would have to give up nian num or something in order Correct. to correct <laughs> no i'm not giving up nian num. nian num is the most fun ship oh he's there, very so. fun very fun yeah he was so close that to my, one my guilty pleasure choice he's very fun yeah, if it, if I mean if, if I'm not flying seven yeah, Bianican, I'm fun. gonna yeah. If I'm not flying seven <laughs> Bianican, I'm flying me. something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he can do all kinds of boosty, barrel rolly, turn aroundy. Uh, I heard you guys get shoot. stressed yeah. when you bump focus. That would nerds. Nine up, just a smug nine up. You nerds get stressed yeah. when you do that, man. Yeah. Who who is stressed? Why are y'all worried about it? I don't. Know. You guys are getting like, stressed. Yeah. You guys are getting stressed out here. You blocked my K turn. 
Oh. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. I guess I'll take a stress. Nope. I guess I'll just take a focus. Easy. Actually, that is a good question. Does does he yes. is he allowed yes. to take his bump focus on a four K? Yes. If he one hundred percent. Yep. Because yep. you, oh, I hate you that. check I hate difficulty, that. and then yep. you do the bump focus. Yep. No, I I see I see the math. I just refuse <laughs> to like it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, to answer your question, Ryan, no, I'm, I'm not dropping the end up. <laughs> but it would be the two Y Wings, three T70s in a month. If it was this weekend, it'd be uh, the 7B Anakin one. You guys? Yeah, I, I would say if I knew like ahead of time, I would have, I would probably prepare a 5T70 list. Uh, if it was this weekend, I would fly like Vader Bombers just because it's, it's what I know. It's what I've this season had the most experience with. Yeah, I think uh, to meld meld that together, I guess. Uh, if I so I've I've tried both rack bombers and five T seventy. I think at this point, it'd be hard for me not to play uh, a five T seventy variation. It's basically as we talked about three three X plus two things. Um, I don't know if I would stick with all four point version or the new wrinkle in all of it. And this is not the nine nub plus a three pointer. This is the commander Poe plus a BB-8. Hello, Snap and Jess. Uh, which granted, yes, it leaves out Zori, but now Poe's the plasma torp carrier at I-6, double modded, easy. Um. So I, I think I'm trying to figure out I'm trying to figure out a lot with him. Granted, like even though I did really well with him in Nova, by no means is that the final form. There's so many completely reasonable variations of 5T70 that can still do very good that pretty much like my mission leading up to this world is figuring out what's the right combination in five ship resistance right now. Because um, I think resistance is the best faction in the game. But they might not have the best list in the game, if that makes sense. What about you, James? Uh, probably that uh, Padme and two uh, are gloomy. Rick have been uh, flying all these store champs. I think it's just the most consistency that I've gotten out of uh my my play so it has has some good meta pieces um and uh so has something that I, I enjoy flying so which is important for me and the fact that you know i built it myself before it was cool definitely <laughs> has added benefits to it you're, you're just chronic right now <laughs> you I know. stand here yeah. amongst my achievement amongst not my yours achievement. I, I will say the the Rick was definitely Will's uh, spin on it. No, mine uh, was the two arcs. I, I don't know what you... I think you had a bunch of dumb stuff in there. I was like, why aren't these two Z95s just wolf? <laughs> and I just straight like, calling the version you had before this. Well, it's just a dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, this mace should be oddball, and these two Zs should be wolf. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I was flying the mace two Zs for a while. Instead something, of the something arcs. like that. I don't know. It was not yeah. good though. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was flying Mace 2Zs for a while. Um, but yeah, I think it, it, with the arcs, it just provides a little bit more consistency. And well, people, people just don't fly right at Padme and Gunner Town. Yeah, because like you can just ignore the two Z's, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it turns out. Yeah, uh, they cannot ignore Oddball and Wolf together. So, uh, yeah, that's that's been that's 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 brought good success for me. Cool. Uh, I did see uh, Taiko in the chat, so let me hit up his question here. I uh, he says. Uh, community building ideas. My local scene started picking up after Worlds and over the summer now. Uh, X, uh, and over the summer. Now, X-Wing Night at our local store is lucky to get two to four players. Any ideas? Uh, there's a couple other people also asking. Sandy, uh, Rebel Pilot, also looking for community growing ideas and ways uh, to know. Uh, what uh, local organizers need to do. Um, I I believe uh, the the main thing is consistency, and it sounds like the uh, at least you have an X-wing night. That's the first step. A established X-wing night that you can post about, whether it's uh, flyers just hung up. Normally they have a billboard or something you could uh, advertise that. Uh, X-Wing Night. Um, another uh, way would be to get an online presence, whether it's a Facebook or a Discord or any anything that you can uh, have a way for people to contact the group, um, especially if you're getting low numbers, being able to organize games, being able to like essentially call ahead and make sure that someone's going to be there for you. Give uh, new players that reassert um, re resurgence? That's not the right. I don't know what word I'm trying to say. But uh, the reliability that they can, when they go to the game night, they will get a game in. Uh, the uh, the other thing I would be is to organize like a monthly um, one of your like very like a specific X-wing night that you play. Make it like a specifically like a new player. Or like a demo night where you have someone there ready to teach the game as well. That could also draw in people who, you know, uh, they own like a corset and they bought a Falcon because they thought they were cool. And then realized they could play a game with it. So that they want to come and check it out. Uh, someone just uh, fresh like that uh, may be looking for just someone to guide them. Um, in starting their X-Men collection uh, might be enough. Uh, what else do you guys think are great ways to organize a, a growing community? I think a big thing is if you already have like Facebook groups, Discords, ways to get in touch with your community, I think it's worth just doing a simple poll or just getting a, a survey or just open conversation about what people are looking for. What do they want? What days of the week best line up for everyone? And what makes sense to fit with their local store or stores that they frequent? Um, I think uh, especially if people are like trying to figure out like, well, I've done all this stuff. I've done all this stuff. How do I, how do I continue building? What, what can we do? Like, 
think getting a pulse on your own community is a solid starting point to sort of double check yourself. Like, are you sure this is what everyone wants? Are you sure this is the best night? Are you, is everyone sure that, that that's the store most people can get to easily? Like, it might have just been happenstance that everyone just kind of showed up at a certain day or, or night one time and then just thought that that was like going to be continually be the best option for everyone. That might not be true or it was true before, might not be true now type of thing. So frequently or probably like, I don't know, two or three times a year is probably worth just if, if things aren't being consistent or if they're not picking up steam like you think it would have based upon things you've done previously, I think getting a good pulse on your own community is a good starting point to make sure that the direction you're going is what aligns with with the goals and what what everyone wants to do with the game in your area. Sound advice. Uh, Marcel James. I don't um, really yeah. have many suggestions right now because it's kind of um you know, I haven't we've got a lot of league I'm in Chicago and we've got a lot of league nights mm -hmm. and I know some communities when I say communities, um, you know, there's some stores that are getting pretty healthy number of players, and there's some stores that are kind of hit or miss or a little spotty. But I think in general, like um, Chicago, just is 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 um, is a hot spot for a lot of players. I mean, it, we're we're in a um, you know we're still in a spot where. Uh, you know, our store championships are, are wait list and you're waiting to make it because there's, you know, they sell out, which is, I know, not happening everywhere else. Um, but, I, I, you know, from what I see, it's I think it's mostly just conversation. It's inviting people to, you know, wherever you do your, your you know, your talking whether it's on Facebook Messenger or Facebook group, uh, Discord, um, you know, whatever it is that, that you use, WhatsApp, you know, whatever. Like, whatever way you have to communicate amongst each other and just keep conversation happening, not while you're playing. It's not just like, hey, check in, you know, who's coming Monday? But it's it's like, hey, I'm looking at this list. What do you guys... And, and just keeping conversation moving about you know what you're thinking of flying you know people's opinions about certain things and just keeping x-wing top of mind um and not just x-wing but maybe throwing like some like hey did you guys see ahsoka this week and you know just socializing so I, I would probably say that's um you know something that you can do to especially uh, like taiko said if you've got players that were going and they're not going anymore you you probably have their you know you've got their their you know contact information or something and just starting a chat oh james uh yeah i don't i don't think i can really add to what's already been uh said here but uh just i think something i can we can reiterate here would be to like marcel said uh, we'll just keep the conversation going, not necessarily who's going to be there tonight. Uh, you know, hey, I'm looking at this list, or I'm having some trouble with this matchup. What, do you, what Are there any suggestions or things I can do in my list building to help with that? And 
uh, you know, instead of sending that into like a normal Discord, you know, as much as we love uh, that conversation in the GSB Discord, you know, maybe that could be a conversation with your local meta as well. Uh, maybe someone who knows how you like to fly or how you usually fly and give some more uh, focused feedback. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's creating that bond, right? Where you're just like, uh, you know, that, that rapport where you're like, oh, you know what? I did see that guy uh, post about this list, you know? Uh, now now I can see you if, you know, him in person and talk to him and stuff like that. So um, I, I like that, building that constant, like, like any relationship, right? Needs constant work to be effective. Uh, what what uh, what's the next question we should take a look at? Should we do? I think it's Will's choice this time. Uh, yeah, I think it's your turn. Oh, okay. Let's. What was the one I was reading and was interested about? Oh, you know what, Robert. Uh, this is actually interesting. Um, because I was kind of thinking the same thing the other day. Uh, Robert asked, the YT-2400, which was reprinted earlier this year, where is it? Ship's not showing up in any tournaments, uh, at least not in the top cuts anyways, uh, as we've gone over a couple here. But uh, continuing on with this question, is this a symptom of the ship is lacking or is it just the current meta being uh, different in a way that it would, would not allow the 2400 to be successful? Uh, I mean, to me, I mean, I think it's, there's two clear problems. One, Han. Same price. Existing. Does the same job. Han. Better. <laughs> does it a little bit better, right? Uh, the second thing is uh, customize dash because I do think customize is probably better than the standardized dashes but the customized dash having such uh, limited options for their loadout almost everyone I've ever seen that was successful had child crew ablative plating and like Lone Wolf or Trick Shot or something like that on it, right? But it was the same upgrades. Uh, I've seen that every time. And that it still wasn't as successful as it could have been. There's no like natural pairing that it's looking for uh, in Rebels. And Scum, you're stuck just doing whatever. So I don't even know what. We see, I think we saw uh, Lebo do well enough to get mentioned, but. Nowhere near, uh, like top four or final tables. What is so other than Han? And uh, what do you guys think is the reason the twenty fours aren't showing up at all? I think that bubble, that range one bubble, is. Um... Mm, they get reduced it's, it's, agility it's... now too. Yeah. yeah, that that range one bubble is. I mean, for seven points, it's just a little bit, you know. Uh, right now with with um, objectives, 
and mission points and there being a lot of um you know just a lot of ships you know to and a lot of moving around ships everywhere mm -hmm. uh it's it's very hard for a for a ship to keep things at range three and it's very hard to keep ships away from range one especially when you have so much uh so many ships at i6 that can boost and you know barrel boost or i mean, I mean that's just for like that. dash i mean levo's initiative three so yeah, about you know, fours and a, a we were just talking. We were just talking about you know a five T seventy. Those five T seventies are boosting in range one, and uh, or three arcs. You know the the three arcs that take up a lot of real estate, and they're going to be in their range one, and they're worth four points to your seven or six or whatever it is now. Like it's just not. Is it five? How much is uh? How much is Lebo? Lebo six dashes yeah, yeah. seven. Yeah, I mean, a white T thirteen hundred is just so much better, and other stuff is just so much better. Like I'd rather take Arc uh, one seventy Nora than than that. <laughs> so, you know. So you're saying it's more of an efficiency problem. It's just not efficient at seven or six points yeah or just a single even, even if it's a five dice trick shot attack with the outrider juke it's still one attack yeah and uh, you know that minus one agility at range one is just a little bit too too it's just too painful yeah. you get a you get to bean hinder at range one and also beans shooting three versus one against your six seven point ship but yeah yeah i mean okay. the at range one the 2400 turns into a y-wing with a dorsal turret it's pretty bad uh what about uh james ryan any other insight you might have on uh dash or lebo i think you're oddly just stuck like it's a ship that got that came out in two very different states of factions one in rebel where a comparable ship is currently one of the best ships in the game already you would not want to replace it with now and your only way to play that yt2400 in rebels is to play it with han most likely which doesn't sound terrible by any means but then you are very much limiting what you can bring in the rest of the list if you're bringing dash you're looking at seven seven three three or seven seven six or three ship placement. Janors. Not, <laughs> not not appetizing to consider most of the time. Um, if you're bringing Lebo, you have Han Lebo. Lebo taking the spot of essentially Chopper in the VCX. We've seen Han Chopper, um, Sabine, and a and Luke, right? Mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's reasonable to consider, but I th think Chopper just brings a bigger, easier hammer to look at your opponent. Um, Levo kind of has to skirt the board and objectives need to be set in a particular way where if Levo can't shoot a good target that is still helping on that objective point front, 
So, uh, sure. and on the scum side, just it, it unfortunately didn't add enough spice to the scum faction to build things around it to improve the faction's current state, which is not great in the first place. So, if it wasn't a banger coming out to help scum, then it's not going to see a lot of play anyway in the faction that is already not seeing a ton of play. Um, seeing more play than Separatists, so it's not the least played faction you know, in, in that picture, but um, I think stuff like Afra is just better right now, especially when compared to Levo. Um, Picking a seven-point thing in Scum doesn't feel great right now, since most of their seven-point stuff went down to six and just lost loadout. So when you compare bidding in a dash instead of, like, a Dengar or a Mandalorian or any of the YV-66s or Fen'Rao, right? Seven points doesn't... A seven-point ship doesn't really help out Scum too much, from what I can tell. Um... The Lebo had a solid chance. I there may or may not be an argument for Lebo being S, only SL Lebo being available for five points, but that I don't know if that if that crosses too much of a line there with the firepower it can potentially output. I don't know. I don't want every list to have no. just like Manru and Lebo uh, as like half their list. They're I three. Go kill them. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, yes. if you think about the three arcs at 12 points, um, I'll, yeah, those three arcs have a lot more consistency. They have almost as much health. And, you know, they got, I mean, yeah, I, I think leave, uh, standard loadout Levo at five would be just fine. Maybe. James, what did we miss? Oh man, uh, so you missed so much. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think you guys hit it. Like, I think with so much stuff that can close into range one, so many things with boost, so many things that, or just like bringing a lot of ships that all it takes is like one ship at range one to really new to your defense, uh, enough to put a big smack in, right. So, mm -hmm. like, ha ha having a, a three-die gun bump up to four, and then you're rolling one agility can just ruin your day. And Makes not sense. to mention, there possibly being two of those. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think Lebo being at five... Are you talking about only in Scum or in Rebel as well? No, not Rebel one. Rebels are fine. Just Scum. Yeah. So scum Lebo at five. Honestly, you could probably put scum, uh, uh, dash it at six, and and just move them both down a point. because uh, I think that that custom Maybe. that that standard loadout for scum is is not great. I don't think it brings a lot. There's not a lot of things that can work with it either. Yeah, it's sad to say when the best thing about it is it's a missile. <laughs> It's missile is actually good, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. We were like, I'm excited to shoot uh, the missile, but I'm not excited to fly the ship. No. Uh, but, yeah, to come and shoot that out. missile that's, and then turn away and fly is away. A low uh, bar, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yikes. Um, All right. 
Yeah, and that that ability of after you gain a red token, after as a result of moving through overlapping an obstacle, you may transfer that red token to a friendly ship range zero to one, almost like not usable, right? Not really usable. Yeah. Well, so that is yeah unfortunate for Dash. Though I think it sounds like some small some small points tweaks might get them back into the forefront, but. Really, it's the competitives, competitors in that same point slot is what's missing out. Ryan, should we do the fun question? Yeah, let's not leave that one out. Gotta do that one. Let's do that one for sure. Sam's the Boffin asks, would you rather fight a single Rancor-sized Porg or 50 Porg-sized Um... My thought on this one is I don't think it's a big deal if Porgs get bigger. I think it's more concerning when there's 50 Rancors of miniature sizing and they can just swarm you with their still sharp claws and teeth that want to eat stuff. I'll take the Rancor-sized Porg. Yeah, but you have to fight it. Yep, I'll still take that. (laughs) I think. Uh, I could be yeah, wrong, the, but I'll those, take the Rancor-sized Porg. Those, those claws are terrifying on the Rancor. Um, but it's a hundred. It's a hundred of them. Did you say that right? Fifty. Fifty. Oh, okay, I can Porg-sized Rancor. I, 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 I think Porg, I'm going. Porgs are still like what the size of a like a small cat anyway. Small cat. Sure, yeah. Sure. Uh, to me, here, here's the difference: a Rancor-sized Porg can still fly. Uh, 50 pork sized rancors cannot fly. We just got to get to yeah. the high ground. Uh, yeah, the flying <laughs> aspect is a concern. Sure. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. a, a rancor sized pork cannot fit in every, it cannot fit in small areas. Oh, it smashes them. Haven't that. you seen the owl bear from off the top rope? Off the top rope? What yeah. it's gonna be. Don't go in a place that it can smash. <laughs> Alright, so you know there's more and more problems arising. Uh yeah, I'm still I'm still on the uh pork size rancors. Like I think that would not be a huge problem. I think Look, you could be the smash. You're gonna lose both fights. So this is my take. <laughs> a a porg will either step on you or squash on you or, or something, on, right? On like, like it's instant death. <laughs> uh, 50 tiny little rancors. Imagine like just, you know, they're, I mean, that that's a slow, painful demise. Um, crucial. So I, yeah, g- g- give me the quick and easy way out. I am not... <laughs> Looking at it'd be like dying to a bunch of land piranhas, the, the 50 pork yeah, size. That's what it like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here's another clarify is this is this return of the Jedi rancor or is this uh Jedi survivor rancor? Uh, these are stop uh motion animation rancor. Oh, yes. okay, I could deal with those. No, <laughs> if if we're talking about Jedi survivor ones, like that's that's another thing, but Jedi, the return of the Jedi. Where they're just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get you. Uh, no, nah, I can handle that. I think the ones that are leaping at me, 
in the in the Jedi Survivor game? No, I cannot handle that. Not doing those. So. I I assume whatever they can physically are capable of, no matter how they've been portrayed in certain sequences, I assume they can do everything that their physique allows. Them. All right. Well, so split split on that. Couldn't come to a consensus. Uh, what other questions we got? me with one of them all right let's see uh, uh here's uh, an easy one uh this should be super easy uh can empire win without vader vader in that's any steel way that's yeah, specifically in any way because then i will immediately slap down vader crew on crap but if it's <laughs> no vader at all that's the discussion i think so i mean you can you can that Double decimator, double bomber works. Not wouldn't say just as well, but works without. That has that has uh, I said it works without crew. You can you can take those fourteen points or twelve points, whatever he's at now. Hard for me not to take a decimator without Vader crew right now, let alone double decimate. Yeah, I, I would say he'd be just fine. Like um, I played against one um couple, yeah, like the last time uh, I was in store chat. And his, it, it was a tough match. His Vader didn't do anything meaningful, um, like a shield here, a shield there against. Yeah, you can. So, I would say yes, you can. And I think, I, I and not only that, you can also go uh, something like, um, you know, like a couple bombers and uh, a couple bombers, couple X ones. Um, maybe tie striker tie striker being the only tie striker really that you're flying countdown but there's you can also do a salad of things and still be okay now you're not going to be in you're not taking the best list available but you're taking stuff that's still competitive you know there's plenty of stuff with um without evader that that still works a lot of i5 stuff a lot of I six stuff. The bombers are nasty. You can even just take three bombers, the three saturation salvo bombers, and uh, that's only uh, ten points. Ten points, yeah, ten points, and that leaves you enough for like another three, three, four. I think you're fine. I mean, I, I think complete archetype that I feel like hasn't been even tried looks pretty viable that i built it um we saw the world's winning list was a six ship fo list that had two four costs and four three costs and when i put something comparable to that in empire granted the bar has raised across the game in terms of overall damage output what this can do etc etc but a six ship empire with like Deathfire, Rhymer, Telmax, Lareer, your four three-pointers. And then you got two four-pointers to choose from. You can do like Faroff, Volt Scaris, Countdown, Merrick, Juno. A lot of options there. And a lot of ships that are doing decently well. I I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone decided to pick up six ship Empire with no Vader in the list at all. 
it seems like it could do all right. A lot of the pieces within the list right now are doing well. Are they doing well because Vader's in there in some capacity? Maybe. They're also doing well in general. Their own success rates across a multitude of various types of lists. So, I don't know. Like, I would try Feroth, Volt Scaris, SL Deathfire, Custom Rhymer, SL Tomax, and Lareer. Interesting. What do you think, James? Uh, yeah, I think I think Vader is a crutch, and you guys need to stop using it. Ow. Directing to wow. the Vader pilot's a crutch, I agree with you. Vader crew, <laughs> that's where it's at. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, maybe maybe I'm just a little bit tired of seeing the same boy, uh, the same boy out there. Uh, but yeah, uh, mix it up, fly, uh, fly something else. I mean, Vader Vader is a big portion of that faction, but uh, his name's on a lot of cards. Uh, but there's still a lot of good pieces in Empire. Awesome. Uh, I do yeah, want. I did want to uh, to hit uh, Chris's question here. Um, you know, I had a different one highlighted, but that's. Uh, I was talking about um, Chris Molly here with the question: With the current tournament format, do you think there is a way to incentivize players to play all five rounds instead of taking the intentional draw in the they they say later rounds as a note it should only be the last round of swiss uh when you id don't id before them anyways uh maybe 5-0 gets buys in the cut or something along those lines uh also do you think we'll get back to a top 24 32 64 cut instead of the current x points made day two uh, so a lot of this references uh the current style of tournament that we've uh, been um, experimenting with. Now, we as the general community, not Gold Squadron. Uh, the experimenting with the idea that you add extra Swiss rounds to date two versus going right into, say, just a top 16 or top 32 elimination rounds. Um, Brian, I know you're a little bit more uh, familiar with this than maybe I am. Uh, what are the the real benefits of doing um, it either way? So um, I, I broadly know some of the conclusions that uh, specifically Chris Allen came to. He did a ton of research leading up to Last Worlds, Last Adeptic, uh, since he was leading up to organization of the tournament structure and multitude of other things for the event. And he found through his research, checking of other game types across tons of like, miniatures or not, right? Whether they're miniature game, whether they're skirmish game, whether they're army game, whether they're hard game, he found that you get a better representation of the winners or the play players who are successful across the entire event if you have if the ratio of cut rounds to swiss rounds favored more swiss rounds 
Now, granted, if we're talking, this is for like large scale worlds, world qualifiers, etc. Um, store championships, a lot of that comes down to other factors such as uh, the store's time that you've allotted or given to play uh, when time the store closes. Uh, if you know a solid amount of the player base coming to your event, where they're coming from, what kind of travel they're dealing with, you know, can you make it more beneficial to them by um, beneficial to a majority of your player base by setting it up in a particular manner? Is it better to do five rounds of Swiss or is it better to do four rounds of Swiss and cut to top two or four rounds of Swiss cut to top four? It depends on the amount of people you have and the store itself that is uh, having you run the event. Um, but overall, what we saw at Worlds, and with pretty much every World Open Qualifier in the US, or at least ones run by Chris Allen, or people who uh, judged with Chris Allen before, is a five round main Swiss day. And then it's a, the cut day, starts off with about two or three rounds more of Swiss, but not with everyone that played on the initial first day. It's with players that had meet a certain amount of points that they've earned through their victories or ties or losses, which loss would be zero given to you, um, accumulate enough points to make it to play in those extra rounds of Swiss on normally a Sunday. Um, and then after that, it would go to normally a cut to top eight or top four. Most of the time being based on attendance, it's been cut to top four. So that they would end up with not only most of the time, seven rounds of Swiss and then two games played, which would essentially mean uh, you each player would have played both of the scenarios because they carry over throughout the whole Swiss all through round seven and the, and the final uh, top four game once you finally got to the final the final itself um, it's completely random what scenario it is so it also kind of matches up well with the scenarios which is specific to x-wing but overall it's mainly to find out and i believe we've seen within most of the data uh of or results that the players who are actually going undefeated throughout not only the main swiss day but also final say two rounds of Swiss on Sunday, uh, those players are making it to the top four, right? If we instead did a uh, a five rounds cut to top, say 16, um, that 16 does let more players in for the chance to play for the final or the four, higher placement, etc. But also means it's less likely because of, you know, once you, people, a lot of us know this, once we get to the cut, it's kind of like a what, you know, matchup luck, a little bit of how how things roll out in terms of like who you play next, if you make it past them. Right. Because uh, it's it's based upon the seedings and sometimes you, you could be a one seed or a two seed and get matched up to the oh, this this person barely made it in, but their list like almost perfectly counters mine type of thing. Right. Um, which can happen. Sometimes it doesn't happen more average matchup but uh what chris looked at prior to that world is a lot of the events that were ran that way that had 
like five or six round Swiss day, and then just a strict, this is cut to top 32, or 16, or 8. The undefeated or, or uh, higher ranked players after that Swiss were not making it to the top four finals. And it's not like they should get a pass to that, but it doesn't, it's not showing a good representation. Like the Swiss isn't doing its job if mm. it isn't getting those top players in positions to make it to a higher placement as they've earned through Swiss. You haven't earned enough in five rounds of Swiss if it's not getting you into a position to, you know, your, your play throughout that entire time is not rewarded in a way if you're doing really well. You, you are just as rewarded by barely making it in it as you are being the top person, right? Right. You have equal that's footing why, once it gets into elimination round. Exactly, right? So that's why a lot of times what uh, Mo718 uh, is mentioning, or Chris is the person's name. Chris, yeah. Um, different Chris than Chris Allen. Uh, Not Chris Allen. Question, obviously. Um, but what you'd see a lot of people do if it's just the five rounds cut to top X is you'll get the, the undefeateds, like me, for example, at Crossroads Classic, they did five rounds. They just did a top eight cut. No problem. It's what they have set up for. What they have time for. Um, I was 4-0 going into round five. So was my opponent. And we ID'd with each other. Because we didn't care that we were going to be the top overall. Um, we Both of us, by IDing, also got top in faction for the Swiss state. Both of us were guaranteed into the cut. And there's no reason to play another game and wear ourselves out more and just take ourselves a break. Now, I don't think IDing in Chris's question here, Mo's question, should be seen as a bad thing. Players who can ID have earned the capability to do so by going undefeated up to that point. If players ID that are not undefeated, they either are misconstruing or not correctly uh, doing the math to find out that that's not beneficial to them, or there's a super edge corner case that their ID still benefits them, which is so rare that I don't even, I, I wouldn't even believe someone if they told me, probably. <laughs> so, um, in, in this case, this new, this newer structure we're seeing that's been used at Worlds, that's been used at other World Open qualifiers ran by Chris Allen, and potentially others that have adopted it too, that uh, I think like, Mitch Hurst may have done this for GSG. Correct me if I'm wrong, because mm -hmm. I think you guys were yep. out there for that. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Uh, six and, round six and seven, and then cut to top eight. So it's still yeah, ten games total, but yeah, um, so um, the extra rounds. So we're seeing with that that no one's going to ID in the main day of Swiss mm -hmm. because you still need the points to make it to the top four, top eight. By playing those other two Swiss rounds. For me at Nova, I went five and zero. Oh. I didn't want to ID because it would it, not ID. Not only hurts you, it also hurts your opponent. Like it, it doesn't actually benefit <laughs> anyone realistically yeah. in those situations. Right. Again, it, in in those earlier rounds, because the other two rounds of Swiss are going to still count for your total. So mm -hmm. at Nova, when I was on Sunday, I had defeated my first round on Sunday, aka sixth round opponent in the full total Swiss. And then I was still undefeated, was going to be paired up against Wynan, and we both ID'd with each other into the top four, as we 
both been completely undefeated through six rounds or seventh round wouldn't have mattered. We only could have potentially hurt each other uh, by taking the risk of playing against each other. So we both ID to guarantee both of us were going to make it in. So I think that structure can help the general main Swiss stay if that's mm -hmm. what you're concerned about. But I don't think IDing, IDing, IDing should not be viewed in a negative manner. People who have the capability to correctly ID have earned that. Okay. So really the the incentive comes from it not being guaranteed that you've made the cut because of those two extra games of Swiss. Um, so that, that uh, has been a way to incentivize at least the day one. If you're in like a, a multi-day a um, event, um, which is mostly what this is uh, referencing. The the only other way, because like at, at Crossroads, uh, you said it was uh, cut to day day two was just top eight, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. It was so five rounds cut to top eight. So that's why I was able to right. ID my last round in the main Swiss day. Right. So uh, yeah, it, it really depends on the size of the event. Uh, most of the events have been trying to do like more faction prizes, which I think is a great idea uh, to keep people playing. Even those people who are like, well, you know, uh, I'm I'm maxing two, but there's only you know a handful of separatist players, so I still got a chance uh, at it. Like those have been helpful to keep people playing those games, and I think that the only way to a hundred percent relieve this issue might just be to have an undefeated prize, like whatever it's. What even if it's just some extra tokens or something like that, right? Could be enough just to put something on the line for the top table, because that's as as you were saying, right? Like the really the, the only people IDing should be the top table at the end of Swiss. No one, no one else really has that luxury of doing it. So it's, it's kind of a smaller problem to solve, but it sounds like in the bigger tournaments, uh, hopefully the, the newer structure could uh, alleviate some of that um, of the intentional draw. Uh, we are getting close to time uh, so we can hit a couple more uh, questions here. If you guys just want to uh, hit a question you have an answer for, we can pop off a couple more real fast here. Uh, James Marcel. Uh, yeah, let's look at the one from uh, uh, Kingsley. Uh, what is, is a change hello, you would make hello, to the hello. ability? We, we can do uh, so. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. It's because the Bluetooth sometimes turns off. <laughs> I understand. We can hear. Uh, we'll get to you next, though. We'll take uh, James. Right I know. No. Uh, what is the change you would make to the ability of any currently banned uh, pilot to bring them back to standard play and to make them thematic? Uh, I'll. I, I want to throw this one at you, Will, for Poe resist or sorry, Han resistance. Han resistance. I want a. I, I've said it. I've gone on record before of. Just give us flavor text. Come on. Uh, just make the card blank. Uh, but if I had to give them ability uh, for 
uh, Han, I would, uh, I would love some way of like, um, essentially like a way of like negotiating his way out of a fight, if that makes sense. Like, uh, like you can take a weapons disabled if you give a weapons disabled to an enemy at range one. Oh boy. Uh, so you you know that scene where he's just like, "Hey, hold up, everybody, yeah. stop shooting!" And <laughs> yeah. uh, the force oh, awakens. Yeah. yeah. No, I I I think you need to take something worse. So well, a, a damage. You take a damage uh, and a, a disarm. Yeah, I'm I'm in on I'm in on damage and a disarm, and you give a disarm to somebody else. Right. I am I'm in on that. That sounds super fun. Whoa, 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 whoa! Are you weaponizing disarms here? Yeah, you are. But it's not a seven point. No, 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 Putting everything in jail. The fun police, I guess, That's not even, no, you call me the fun police. I'm saving fun by doing this. Anyway, Ryan, how would you show an X-Wing that kind of way Han weasels out of every situation? Is that how we view him in in the Resistance? I guess the Force Awakens. I mean, like old man yeah. Han. The only way he's old man Han. still yeah. <laughs> old man Han is because he's yeah he's, he's, he's he... swindled everybody out of the galaxy. Right? There's that whole uh, yeah, but he's kind of like kind of like got caught up to right. Like they just completely called yeah, his that's, bluff that's, on him that's, too. That's what I love. Yeah, he could only get out of the situation a little bit, just <laughs> enough to to keep fighting. Aww. Uh, it's probably going to be something like you can do a thing unless your opponent does a thing that has some amount of consequences and then you get to do less of a thing. So like, uh, like, you, I, I don't know what those things like, would be. So this is like, like a Hondo, like, situ Hondo pilot kind of situation. Yeah. Really so like, like when, when you engage, you can get a focus unless your opponent gain an opponent. I range, uh, like unless the, unless your target or the defender like gains a deplete or a strength, yeah, and you just yeah. get a, a calculate a calc in, instead. Yeah, calc instead. Yeah. Still seems like a pretty good benefit for Han, though. Uh, yeah, he always get he always gets something out of it, but uh, or or like I don't know if is there when Han can... but before you engage, you may choose a ship in your firing order. Uh. That ship may choose to take it, it maybe like a triple zero style effect, right? Just a different version or different tokens associated with it, but just I not would, so one sided would, all the time, I guess. I like something like that will actually allow you to call Han's bluff essentially. See, that that's what I want to see is uh, actually like a Sabak mechanic. So a no, no, Sabak, no, I don't want like, like hidden anything like or Sabak. Like, I just want to like I, I don't want to be like triple zero so automatically as like just give me the calculator type thing, right? Like, it needs to be something that I think generally still benefits Han, but like your opponent can totally just like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to call you on this and take this, this one token bad for me. I don't think you, I don't like, you're not going to get that thing as good as you think you are. How about, uh, Han, Han gets a lock on you or you get deplete and strain. I don't know. It could be any variation of those types. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. Uh, I think it's also be interesting a ship not in your arc at range zero to one. 
um, where oh, you know, like, you know what could be kind of interesting. So, all right, so I like the lock idea, kind of. Uh, but like, Han's like, all right, I'm gonna before you engage, you may pick someone in your firing arc. You may gain a lock on that ship. If that ship chooses to take some bad token, whatever it is, I don't know what, um, then Han gains a jam, right? But think about this. Han's gaining the jam. He still gets to choose which token goes away with that jam. So if he has only a lock, he would lose it. But if he has a focus from taking his action during his main activation phase and has a lock, he would then lose one of those of his choice so he gets to pick the one he keeps basically but the defender forced that jam on them by taking some bad token of some type who knows yeah okay I, I, that's okay. that's what i'm kind of looking I, for so i think so i, I see think... i i think i see where you're going with it I, I i can combine all those ideas and it's before you engage choose a ship either you both get calculates or you both get jams the opponent's choice Oh, so that's, now wow. <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, yeah, that could be interesting. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of ships who won't jam themselves, who will absolutely refuse to jam themselves. That uh, That is actually super cool and very Han. Like, <laughs> he's like, all right, I can, I can both give, like, that is very like that scene because there's two, like, I mean, granted, one of them is Han sure, was, sure. Yeah, versus the two other, like, crime syndicate groups he was trying to, like, you know, oh, no, we're mm -hmm. good and whatever, like trying to not have the situation blow up. But mm -hmm. it's sort of like, OK, no, you pay me then I give you the thing. And they're like, no, 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 that's not enough. Like, you're going to take <laughs> this and I'm also going to and I'm not going to get paid either. Then, Right. Right. We, we all get paid or we all get shot either. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Hans, you got to choose one for Han there. Uh, yeah, I just see the Han player just trying to make some deals. They're like, well, the calculator won't be that bad for you. I also could be pretty beneficial. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually super in on the, on the calc or jam for both players. Uh, that's super funny. I would even say, like, don't even give it like a range restriction, maybe. Well, in arc. Oh, in arc. You, you, in arc? Okay. Yes. Yeah, please. Oh, you're, you're Falcon with a sign. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that was some fun speculation. Marcel, you got a question that uh, you can give us an answer to? Or I can give you a question. You are a question. Um. Okay. Well. Uh. Let's see. Um. Yeah, I was going to say current favorite pilot or upgrade. I don't know if it's current favorite, um, but just basically a combo that's for fun. And he rolled for profit, but I don't know what he meant by profit. I, I think he just meant that actually might be playable. Um, you know, I, I a, cur a, cur a combo that I enjoy that I don't play and I don't think is very good overall, but it's just fun is um the the two tubes the two two tubes two 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 tubes because the u-wing and with perceptive and the x-wing two tubes which is when you have a focus and engage you can take an action and and it essentially turns into like a four action 
four action X swing because you can do something like a focus, and then before you engage or something like that, you can take an action so you can like focus boost. I think it is because you receive yeah, a focus, mm -hmm. and then you the do like out. a boost. Huh? Uh, Benthic hands the token out, so you can uh, yeah. focus boost. Focus boost. And especially if you got Jin Erso, so you handed a, an evade. Well, you handed a focus, but then you evade boost. Focus turns mm -hmm. into an evade boost. And then you move with a blue maneuver, and then you can take a target lock or barrel roll, you know, whatever. Uh, you close your wings. So you can get with like a focus, evade, target lock, and boost all in the same um again it's not it's not great <laughs> uh because yeah at the end of the day you got two initiative two ships but um i mean an x-wing with a with three or four actions every turn is is, is also just not what's a what's fun. a two tubes does he have a missile is that what he has now he doesn't i don't even that. know what he has let's see what he's got right now uh, like got, let's see, ben, 10 loadout little, with missile. Edrio, two tubes. So yeah, he's only got missile and lucid, so he's not so you basically. Do, you can um, cloak him. <laughs> I don't know I, what you would want to. It with. is it is a cloak action, so it's true. You can. Uh, yeah. No, I just click. Procket, dead man. But yeah, I think. Actually, the procket is not terrible. I mean, that that would only, be bad, like a pocket only, dead man or target lock. You get target lock so easily, though. Yeah, yeah. To line to line up that double modified <laughs> five die attack. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, can you fit false? I mean, false concussion. I feel like false concussion. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm in on that. <laughs> or clusters. I guess you can do false. I uh, think cluster. clusters. Yeah. False clusters. But paint a target. Or you can just. Go and blast him. Yeah, no, but I like that. Just a proton rocket, dead man with a focus of eight target lock, and a reposition in there just for kicks as well. Like, oh, you're gonna shoot the guy that has dead man? That's a smart idea. <laughs> he has he has an he has evade focus, so interesting. And and a lock on you. I do like that. That's pretty fun. Uh, Ryan got a last question one. You want to make sure we hit before we get out of here? Um, yeah, I, I think we can hit Sean. Sean W's here. Uh, we could just do a quick, quick roundtable of. Uh, he's just asked, "What's missing in each faction?" I will leave it up to you to uh, take that generalized question and uh, answer it how you how you believe he's saying the context of what's missing is. It missing is it actual ships that he wants to be least missing is it just pieces of the game and, and design space that aren't used in some factions that other factions do get like however you want to interpret that go for it start with uh marcel uh i what did i say when we oh yeah i would say a first order large base ship in standard play is missing James? Uh, I think we're missing something in Republic for large base as well. Uh, funnily enough, um, I oh, don't. Oh, it's right there. 
I think okay. it has one uh, pilot in Republic. <laughs> yeah. They have a gauntlet, right? They do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Get out of here with these gauntlets. Uh, gauntlets don't count. Everyone has gauntlets. Um, not the but, factions. Not the first uh, order. <laughs> not nothing. the first order. You're right. Uh, but I think that they're still missing. Like, the Hawk sort of fits that role. But I feel like they're really still missing a big piece, uh, like a, like a large base ship that is unique to their faction. So I don't know what that, that would. That G nine rigger. That could be the G nine rigger. I do. I do like the. Uh, it's so ugly. It's the it's twilight. So, it's so ugly. It's also enormous. They would have to not put it uh, to seventy or whatever. I also feel like it'd be a nightmare to actually put on a stand. Like, where's the center point of balance on this thing? You have to put it upside down. It's always flying upside know. down. <laughs> I mean, my, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, the, 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 you just have to make it stand on its wing, which would be weird, but kind of like a, uh, I was going to call them shrimps. But the, so uh, in Armada, they do have ships that, like the MC 75 has a, uh, door, not dorsal. What's what's it on the bottom? But it has a, a bottom wing like that, mm-hmm. and they just like slightly offset it to where it's not perfectly centered on it. Interesting. The peg isn't. Okay. All right. Well, that's Republic. Oh, well, what about and First Order? Mine yeah. is scum. Scum is missing. Anybody with linked actions. They have two ships, the Rogue, and they have the Fang, and no other ship can link an action. I was going through the other day and looking for three-point ships who could boost, and I found a couple M3As and a couple Z95s with enough loadout to bring afterburners and almost nothing else, or Quinn Jest with uh, Burnout Slam does have a reliable reliable way to <laughs> that was in air quotes uh, way to forward reposition otherwise you gotta basically like trade out your cannon or all the funny stuff Lichos uh, is doing um, which is not effective I guess Nadru I believe is also three points and can take the afterburners but none of them can do it natively like an A-wing or a V-wing can and it's Tor- torrents have linked actions. Let me just throw that one out there. Uh, what a what a, a ship we say is like one of the very worst. Vultures have linked actions. Everything I feel like, not like new, but like recent, have linked actions. Except for maybe like Z ninety fives, but they cost two points these days. The ones being flown, anyways. So. Uh, somehow, Scum has to figure out a way to get linked actions. I was trying to propose on Wednesday a, a Ryan, imagine a cannon. A, it, it's just a two dice forward arc cannon. But, <laughs> uh, but it says after you perform an action, you can perform a red boost action. I guess I'm throwing it on my T70s because it's just a free cannon slot that I get to do a, a focus boost for. 
uh, that's a good point. I'll include uh, you lose your primary. Oh, I don't have a three dice attack anymore. I'm out. Well, there's then three dice uh, all of a sudden uh, turn into A wings, though, is the, yeah. the essential it, goal it also, that I'm trying to do. It also so uses so you know, your illicit slot, or you have to have an illicit equipped. Just so you oh. know, also oh, the don't have illicit anymore, right? No. At least one of them does, maybe. No, none of them have illicit. The jump master has linked actions. Well. Yeah. I, All right, I, everybody. I think, well, I think it's been. <laughs> I think you're fixating on the linked actions too much because clearly vultures have linked actions and they suck. So, I I think. I mean, fair. How about like scum having a three die primary on a small base outside of the Fang Fighter? there's literally yeah. nothing in the realm of I, like I, I, I'll solve all of your problems at once just to make it, Star Vipers legal I was going to say is it four point Star Vipers because I'm in on that yeah let's bring, bring back that. Star Vipers or make one of the scum ships that we see fighting the Mandalorian in the TV show I don't want new, I don't want primary new ships, though. This is the problem, is that they have so many bad old ships that just aren't getting played. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we want new ships because there's what's actually in the TV shows. I mean, that's true. That's true. All right, well, what, what, other, what other factions? We said Scum, First Order, G-A-R. Um, hard to say anything besides what we mentioned that Scum is missing from the OG factions. I think it's mostly... Cooler sequel. I'm gonna say. I feel like I don't think this solves enough in separatists, but I think I commonly get to a point where I feel like low cost crew either is non-existent in separatists or is just bad. At least yeah. most of the other crew available in other factions, not not all of them are that are. Not all the cheap ones are good, but they have cheap ones that are reasonable. Like, sure, we have Dooku crew, Palp crew, Savage crew. Here's your force points, basically. Bo-Katan, okay-ish. Probably a little, probably a little high when you just pay a little more and you get a force charge anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'd I'd like to see some good average to cheap costing crew in separatists for those hmps or the infiltrator maybe the fire spray i mean again the, the faction has a lot more issues outside of just give it a cheap crew right like mm -hmm. if, what's yeah. actually missing in content i think it's good cheap crew in separatists what's actually missing for the faction itself is the ability to play a droid centric list in a, in a and have a feeling that you can win uh your uh, line of thought about crew makes me think uh of like a sheathapede release could dump a bunch of crew into the faction Ooh. but would you people would may you forget a, the sheath would you take a three-point sheathapede over a three-point hmp I mean, if it lets me take Dooku crew at the same time, well, that's a strong consideration. If they can coordinate and have Dooku crew, the the Dookapede. That's all you, the Dooku the Duke, the <laughs> Yeah, uh, oh, no, I've been thinking about that one for a while. Like, yeah, if they come out like a three point 
Cheethapede that still gets the coordinate but also has Dooku Crew. I that's that's something I would try. Yeah. I would assume if that comes out, we would get like some of the Nemoidians, like New Gunray or Rune yeah. Hongo, you know. Or yeah. some of the or some of the people generally on that like separatist council in episode two that wasn't Dooku, sure. right? Lot yeah. Tambor crew. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot Bible of the lesser crew, right? Like, there's the, a, a ton of those actually exist in Armada right now. But yeah, not in swing. Yeah, there's there's a ton of Armada crew uh, that have have been slowly making a resurgence lately. They've they released a couple, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool to be able to see all those different faces that um, that you know and hate, uh, but. Uh, I think it would be super cool to get some more crew in there because even if it's just on the HMPs, I, I just feel like they're so lacking. Like I, I want to reach for a crew, but I'm just like, oh, these are all terrible. If you're I down want... to like Django crew and novice technicians, like, I'm, I mean, at that point, I'm taking a seismic charge instead. Yeah, I want a, uh, I want a want tambor crew slash relay. I want them to be both. What if oh. it's a lot tambor that? gives you an ability and a relay slot oh it gives you a relay slot Ooh, wow. yeah oh, but it's no. maybe like uh maybe no. maybe like a capped amount that you could put in there no right? i just want him to be a, the somehow both the cheap crew and good relay we've been desperately looking for <laughs> yeah. yeah well maybe. even if it even if it's expensive like if he's like the only upgrade uh, you need right yeah if, if he's like you know the same points as kraken you know yeah, like, I don't know if he's the same points as Kraken, and it's like, hey, everyone who has got a calculate on their action bar gets another attack dice at the cost of a strain. Like, mm-hmm. maybe sign me up. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's essentially uh, the Psy shuttle in FO. Uh, yeah. Kind of. Gideon, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Sure be neat to just have everyone shoot before you, and then you strain yourself, and then shoot really well back at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then remove the strain because you're on a rock. Oh no, actually you don't, right? Because it's only you stress you remove. remove you stress. actually don't. You're right. Oh, there's, there's a little bit of a balance point there, sir. <laughs> I'm I'm in a. That okay. sounds super cool, okay. actually. Towards, towards straining themselves. Okay. It, yeah, yes. it actually makes it actually makes you actually want to have to fly the vultures if it's vultures, right? You could just be flying no. HMPs if you want, no, these, and they just have three die one eighties the whole time. Yeah, maybe. Oh <laughs> boy. Yikes! I don't know about that. We're gonna have to say no. No. Look, I want people to be scared of droids again for once in their I, lives. I mean, Some can... people have never seen the light of droids being scary. They're new to the game, and that's cool. Welcome, new players. You've never <laughs> seen a droid that a droid-centric list that has scared you since Worlds 2019. I guess so. Uh, what other what factions? Do, so just the LG ones. Oh, we didn't say uh, resistance. I, I mean, it needs a medium base somewhere, right? T eighty five. Oh man, T eighty five medium would be super cool. I don't yeah, think it's, it's that much bigger, but it's. Uh, it, it, the cool, I think it's the pretty cool close to one seventy, isn't it? Let me look this up. T eighty five. cost length 51 feet width 44 feet 170 he said 44 feet for the width yeah 
Wait, that can't be right. Yeah. It says, with, oh, with, no, with 19, 19, 19, 19, 20 meters for the uh, ARC-170. Is oh, I'm reading the T-85. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at uh, ARC-170. It's 20 meters. Uh, yeah, the, T the T-85 is bigger than ARC-170. You're, you're reading feet. I'm reading meters. Okay, met meters. I was still looking. So meters in length for the T-85 is 15.68 meters. The ARC-170 wow. is 12.71. Wow. The width of a T-85 is 13.65 meters. Why is it so the big? The width of an ARC-170 is bigger, but it's longer. So yes, a T-85 oh. would be very comparable to an ARC-170 size. Why, that is, is actually it's... like pretty close. Why is it so big? Is there extra crew? How many droid it, slots just, does it's it just, have? It's, it's just super it's long. Beefier. The gears are super long. Yeah. Just big, huh? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got the wings. Really, uh, capital W-I-N-G. You know what I mean? Yeah, because the the T sixty five is thirteen meters long, uh, and this one's fifteen, so it's a little bit extra nose, you know. I could see that. Uh, that'd be that'd be fun, like an arc one seventy yeah, equivalent. But I wouldn't make it like, fly like an arc like my no, 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 yeah, to what it would essentially like be like. Yeah, it'd be like flying like an X. It'd be similar to people who have tried flying the IG pilots and scum. Like it's just a forward yeah, forward. yeah, like. But instead of instead of sloops, it's got the talon rolls. It's got a decent dial across the board, but it's just a three die attack. It's just a just a larger version of just a front arc based ship. Hmm. I never never thought about that. All right, well, clearly, that's what resistance is missing. Um, yeah, more there... three die guns. Was that I many, think it'd be cool if like T eighty five couldn't reposition with a white reposition. Unless it's in the system phase. I don't know if I would give it both barrel or boost, but then if it's system phase, it's kind of like sometimes it's harder that you like once you're in the scrub, you can't. Right. But maybe Especially on a medium. Yeah, yeah. It's much bigger space. You have to worry about like trying to fit around, but also at the same time, they become like ailerons, but you don't get to choose when you activate. You actually have to choose in the system phase where you, whether you barrel or boost Maybe you have to open or close the foils, and then one side lets you boost, one side lets you barrel roll in the system phase. Um, and then, like, but you still have booster barrel roll on your ship card, but they're both red as a base action. But in system phase, they'd be white. Kind of like how the FO Bomber has a red boost, yeah. but in the system phase, yeah. it gets a white boost. Interesting. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, anything missing uh, out of Rebels or Empire? Maybe two of our more complete factions. I mean, other than Lambda, can we just say Lambda? Leave it <laughs> at that for Empire. Uh, yeah, it was Lambda Bomber, but now it's just Lambda, right? Now it's just Lambda. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Give us some new, more. Give us more interesting pilots, more interesting ways to fly the lambda, other than just a brick side out slipping. there. Oh, side slipping. Side slipping. side slipping lambda out of here. <laughs> yeah, at least give if, me like if, a if, wing configuration or something out of it. Jeez. Yeah, uh, I mean, Sego, Sego can do four Ks. What's, uh, what's up, here. lambda? <laughs> uh, I mean, Hark can do the side slip. 
I, I could see like one, having like one pilot like Hark kind of thing. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> is Hark is, is does Hark's help? I I don't think so. All right, but uh, Rebels, is there any? Uh, I'm trying to think of like any named characters uh, in the Rebels that we never saw. I mean, there's like the the Iron Squad could be. I was gonna say Iron Squadron, one. yeah. Uh, interesting, like post release for Rebels, but it's not necessarily a new ship. Um, not really. I mean, well, <laughs> updated Ewing, right? Ahsoka, hello. That's not Resistance. Uh. Eh. Republic. I don't know how they would. Uh, right. Both. Yeah. Both. Both. It's always been both. That was so the answer all along. Make it both. <laughs> more factions available. More people can all buy right. it. Both. Yeah. I uh, mean, I can't. I can't fault that logic. That is definitely not part of the resistance. But there's like New Republic pilots in the resistance as well. So there's also rebel sure. pilots in the New Republic. There you go. Full yeah, circle. So there. Easy answer. Make it both. You're more likely to sell it to your customers that way. What if it's available for sure. multiple oh. factions? Ergo, yeah. also a sound yeah. uh, money decision on yeah. the product. Also, Republic. Smart. Yeah. Ugh. No. No. <laughs> what? Give me, give no. me some force users in there, too. No. Uh... Worse. No, stop it. It feels getting worse the whole time. It's just a more no. powerful 7B at that be, point. It'll be fine. Uh, I do want to thank everybody who submitted questions. I know we couldn't get to them all, but we'll tuck them away. Uh, and hopefully we can uh, touch on them in uh, later episodes. But uh, for our streams, uh, don't forget, check out Wednesdays. We'll be on there. Uh, check it for news coming up about uh, streaming the XTC finals. That's in December. Should be about the first weekend of December, but as I get more information, I can let you guys know uh, about uh, that potential upcoming stream. Uh, is there uh, anything I'm, I'm missing from you guys? My uh, bookend is that I'm going to a store championship in Iowa. If you're in the Iowa area, which is a big state, but if you're near the state of Iowa, come down to first turn games on should be Saturday, November 4th. Uh, check out their Facebook page for more details, but they're running a store championship there. We're hoping to get obviously the 16 players, but uh, anybody uh, who can come down would be awesome uh, to join us this weekend. Uh, anything happening in you guys' neck of the woods? James, Ryan? I know you've both done a bunch of store championships already. Yeah, I think there's a store champ um, in two weeks. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if I'll be able to go. Because um, I have other plans already scheduled. But uh, we'll see. If I'm able to go, I definitely will. I think Kayla's got one on November 18th here in Chicago. Uh, I can't go. I got another commitment, but Kayla's going to 
play. Awesome. And then I think we have another one in December 10th as well, but I don't know if we're signed up for that one or not. Cool, cool, cool. I'll be excited to uh, hear about her win, obviously. Going to take it all, right? With you with you there, just uh, stopping her from every tournament. Actually, last tournament, even though I was in the final, she ended up in second because, um, so... If that's what I'm saying, I think it's her time. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah, if I if I beat the um the way that it played out, since I was one of only two people with uh with a with a ticket already, mm-hmm. if I won or if the other person that already had a ticket, then the threes and three and ones would have all like went into like a uh tiebreaker type sure. of situation. <laughs> so. Anyway, I think she'll be just fine. Uh, she's been rocking it lately. So exciting stuff from everybody here at Gold Squadron. Stay safe, stay smart. See you next time. Gold Squadron out. Thank you to ISO, Danko, Baffle, Trojan, Prophet, Shadow, Tycho, Spice, Raider, Lancer, Fallen. Row 6, 626, Chief, and J-List, our Grand Admiral Patrons. And all of our Gold Squadron patrons and community members, thank you for your support. Gold Squadron, out.